December, after I had accepted, you know, the position to come here, I, I love planning. I love knowing what's happening. I'm not a super spontaneous kind of person, so I, I sat down and I was talking to God, and I was like, God, what am I supposed to do for the entire year? Because I, I, I don't want to just know what I'm supposed to do, you know, next week. I want to know, I want him to, like, reveal to me the whole year. And so, um, and it's funny because May was the only month I had no idea what I was supposed to talk about. Like all the other, you know, the whole rest of the year. And then so May, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And for some reason, it just wasn't coming, right? God wasn't revealing May. And then uh, just a couple weeks back, I was like, well, May's almost here, so we need to start, like, planning it. And then so God really told me that we need to talk about joy and being positive. And then I found these videos, and I was like, these videos are awesome. So we're watching them. And so, so God showed me that staying positive, especially because May is a transition month, right? It's, it's a month that has a whole bunch of things. There's, there's Mother's Day. The end of school is usually May or just right after May. Um, so if it's college or high school or middle school, elementary school. And it's also the beginning of the summer season. So we're, we're, we're getting out of winter. We're getting out of spring coming into summer, so it's a very transitional type of month. And so that's why I believe God wants us to look at what's positive, because as we move into summer and move into all these new um, kind of seasons in our, in our life this year, it's easy to not be positive. It's easy to look at the negative. Um, and so I want to I wanna illustrate it with a story. Um, so this, this story is mostly true. From my own life. All right, so let me know if you can relate. Okay, so uh, most of you know I have two kids, right? And so when my son was really little, when he was an infant, he did not sleep at all, like at all. Robin and I spent spent time. Um, I I would just stay up till three in the morning, and then, or no, she would stay up till three in the morning. Then I would get up at three in the morning, and then just stay up until I left for work because. If somebody wasn't sitting there in his room, he would just wake up, and instead of getting out of bed like 10, 15, 20 times, we just sat in his room awake. It was awful. All right, so, so that was kind of the overall what was going on, right? So very, very little sleep. And then let me know if you can relate to this story of one of my days. All right, so all night, I hadn't really slept, maybe like two hours, okay? So I get up, my alarm goes off, and I'm, I'm sitting there. Trying to, trying to stay awake, and, and it's difficult because it's super early in the morning. I'm just sitting there doing nothing, and then I go to work. I'm driving to work, and as I'm driving to work, I'm on some back roads, and it's, it's a little bit slippery. It's a little bit raining, and come around to bend and don't see this animal in front of me and just plow right into it. Thankfully, it was only a bird, not a deer, but I'm sh- I've heard other, other people have hit deer, in, in the car, and that's worse, but it did still, like, put a dent in the car and scared me because I, like, hit it, and it just hit the windshield, and I was pretty flustered. If you ever hit anything driving, I'm sure you can understand. So I'm like, whew, you know, my heart's racing. I'm like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, but I made it to work, all right? So I, I made it to work. I got there, um, and at this time, I was working in security, okay? So so I had, I had my own little booth, and I had some cameras, and I, and I did the thing, and I checked badges and stuff like that. And, and um, 
I was a contractor at a different company, okay? So, so I had like a, a boss, and, but I was working on a site for a different company. And so the, the site supervisor came in, and so he was working for a different company. He came in, and I was sitting there, you know, doing my job, minding my own business, you know, still flustered a little bit from the morning, and remember, like no sleep, right? All right, so he, he comes in, and I, it was an office, and he had a badge. He bursts through the door, slams the door open, and scares me, right? Because he's like slamming the door for some odd reason. And then he starts laughing at me because I was startled, probably because I was partly asleep, because I hadn't had any sleep, right? And then so he starts, he comes in, and he starts laughing at me. And then he says, hey, guess what? I just got a raise because you were doing my job the past three months, so thank you. And then I was like, oh, you got a raise for that? You know, do, do, do I get anything? He's like, no. All right, and I'm like, well, that stinks, right? <laughs> because remember, I was working at a, a, on a site of a different company, so I was doing all of his job where he was sitting in his office playing video games with his door shut, and I knew that, but nobody else did because I had cameras everywhere, right? So he was sitting in his office playing video games for the past like two months and he had gotten a raise and actually a promotion also for what I was doing which was actually his job and not my job so I was doing my job and his job and he got a raise for it and I didn't get anything for it. I was a little upset. As you can probably understand and remember I had like an hour of sleep. All right so the day goes on. Uh, Somebody comes over to him and complains about some sort of security type thing and so he's like well, clearly, it was Andy's fault, right? Because he just played video games in his room. So, you know, like, he's not actually doing anything. So, <clears throat> so this person comes in and complains to this, this, this guy, and then I'm sitting there watching the cameras, doing my thing, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. And he, again, he comes bursting into the room, right? And then he comes in and proceeds to yell at me. Does anybody know any Marines? Or is anybody a, a former Marine in this room? Army? All right. But everybody's heard of the way Marines talk to each other, right? An army? Yes. So, so, so when I say he was yelling at me, it wasn't like, you know, sometimes your mom's like, go to your room, do this, do that, right? No, it was like, he was like screaming. He's like, beep, 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 beep. You do this, you this, beep, 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 beep. And I'm just sitting there like, I don't even know what's going on, right? This dude is screaming at me. And I'm like, what is happening? Why is he screaming at me? I didn't even know what was happening because he was just, he just burst in the room, started, started screaming at me, yelling at me, and I can't believe you did this. I can't believe you did that. And all the while swearing, 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 right? Can anybody relate to a, to a person in your life kind of like that? <laughs> right? And so, man, I'm feeling terrible, right? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, wow, you know, I haven't slept. I like messed up my car. He he got promoted because I was just trying to do a good job. And then he asked me to do something and I was helping him out. And then he got like a raise and a promotion. And now he's screaming at me. For but I was doing a good job, right? No. No, it's all my fault. So he's screaming at me. And then so I like didn't say anything back, which, you know, what are you supposed to say? And and then you know, a little while later, he leaves, and I'm like, all right, well, hopefully I'll get home soon, right? 
Well, I, I was working a 16-hour shift also, so that's a little bit difficult when you work 16 hours and you've been there. And so you're like, okay, well, it's, it's been 10 hours. I still have six hours left. Whew, that's difficult, all right? That's a long time. All right, and then so I finally get through the day, right? It finally quiets down and get through the day, drive home. And I try to go to sleep, and the kid at home is awake again. You know, he's screaming, he's crying. I don't know, he has an ear infection or whatever. I don't know. And then so again, I didn't get any sleep. And then it all happens again the next day. I wake up the next day, have to deal with all this stuff again, and life is difficult, right? Everything I am hoping to do, everything that's hopefully going to go well doesn't, and I feel like the whole world is against me. Anybody have a, have a day like that or similar to that? Amen. Or some sort of idea like that, right? The, the world is just out to get you, and you just can't take it anymore. Whew. Right? It's difficult. Sometimes life is difficult. <laughs> It was a good time. <laughs> so anyway, that was, that was one day, and I had a lot of days similar to that, and I had some worse days, actually, and, and I'm glad I don't work there anymore. Praise God. But if you would turn with me to Philippians 4, 4 through 9, we're going to start reading. <clears throat> we're going to start reading there. All right, Philippians 4, 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have heard, or excuse me, whatever you learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much. We thank you so much, Lord God, that you give us joy, you give us comfort in difficult situations, Lord God. We, we ask, Lord God, that you, you help us to see, see your glory and see your comfort in all that we do, Lord God. When, when life is difficult, when, when things around us are, are falling apart, Lord God, we thank you, Father God, that you, you give us strength. Help us to see who you are and and find joy in the little things in life, Lord Jesus. We ask that you bless this sermon, bless our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so first thing I see from this passage is staying positive in the Lord. And so Paul's writing this, this, um, this book from prison. If you know... <clears throat> If you know the context of a lot of Paul's letters, not all of them are written while he was in prison, but you've probably heard that Paul was in prison a lot of times. And Philippians is one of the ones that he wrote while he was in prison. 
But he starts verse 4 off with saying, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And he doesn't say rejoice in your situations, right? He's saying rejoice in the Lord. So there's, there's so many things in life, right? There's so many times in life that, that are difficult, whether it's, whether it's emotionally, physically, uh, spiritually, whatever it may be, right? There's so many things in life that, that drag us down. And Paul, Paul in the book of Philippians is making a point that we need to stay in joy or stay positive um, even when life is hard, because Paul is currently in prison, and we're not 100% sure how many times Paul was in prison, but there are a handful of times where Paul is definitely in prison, and we know that about half of his letters were written from prison. And Philippians is actually the most joyful book that he wrote. Um, in, in Philippians... I'm going to make that bigger next time. Those words are a little small. But in Philippians, Paul writes the word for joy or rejoice over ten times. And this, is, this book is only four chapters, and I think in my Bible it's like three pages. So this, this man is in prison. He's sitting there in jail, and he is saying how much people need to be in, in joy or how much he is having joy. And so I'm going to read these verses to you real quick. They are up there if you would like to write them down. Philippians 1, 4, Always in every prayer of mine for you all... Always in every prayer of mine for you all making my prayers with joy. All right, so Paul's always praying in joy. And then chapter 1, verse 18, he says, What then? Only that in every way, whether in present or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. Yes, I will rejoice. Okay, so he's already said rejoice or joy three times. And then still in chapter 1, 25 and 26, convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you. And then in chapter 2, he says, complete my joy by being the same mind, being same same love, being full and accord, being in full accord and in one mind. And then still in chapter 2, he says, 28, I am the more eager to send him, therefore, that you may rejoice at seeing him again. He's talking about uh, sending somebody to the Philippians um, as a pastor, and that I may not may be less anxious. And then in chapter 3, he says, finally, brothers, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you is trouble, is no trouble to me and is safe for you. So he's saying, writing to you is not trouble. I enjoy it. And then chapter 4 starts off with, therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, 
my beloved. And then the, the verses that I have already read. So Paul is saying joy or rejoice a whole bunch of times. And when somebody repeats themselves, especially with us, you know, in this short of a book, we understand that that means it's important. Um, and so Paul is really making the point that we must be joyful or have or be rejoicing in all that we do, right? Even though Paul is in prison, he's saying, I rejoice because I pray for you. I rejoice in the faith. I have joy in the faith. I'm, you know, my, my current situation is not good, but he says, rejoice in the Lord always, right? Not rejoice because I'm in prison. You know, we, we don't want to fall into the temptation that sometimes, sometimes we, like, well, we, we got to rejoice because we're suffering, no, that's not what Paul's saying. Paul's saying rejoice in spite of those situations, right? Amen. Or in other words, we must stay positive in the Lord, not, not because we're, we're, we're having struggles, not because we're physically, you know, hurting, not because we're tired, not because of those difficulties, but because the Lord, Right? Sometimes situations uh, may seem desperate. They might seem uh, that there's no hope, right? Sometimes, sometimes physical things that we've, you know, been struggling for or struggling with for a long time, right, seem like they're just, they're just so, so bad, right? Sometimes physical things, sometimes uh, emotional things, sometimes family things, you know, sometimes our, our families, they're... they're separated and we, we just, you know, we, we have estranged relatives or, you know, anytime we come together as family, we just argue. Um, but those things are difficult, yes, but God is bigger, right? God is bigger than all of those things, and that's why we can stay positive even in those difficult situations. So instead of like looking at them like, well, God's, God's giving me, you know, he's, he's testing me or whatever some people say. No, it's because he is bigger, he is there, that we can stay positive in spite of those situations, not because of them. And it says in um, what I read in verse 5, right? It says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. So Paul's in prison. He's letting us know, I'm rejoicing in the Lord because He is near. God is near to all of us, right? The Lord is closer than our next breath. He is in us as, as believers. He is, he is there with, with our family and, and in, those, in, the, in the hospital, in, in the homes, wherever you might be that those, those stressful or difficult situations are, the Lord is near. And then he ends, he ends uh, chapter 4 with saying, the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So, we, so as we stay positive or have joy in the Lord and not in our situations, because, okay, even if you have a great day, right, you, you get up, right? So my story was a little bit kind of terrible. But if you get up, you're like, ah, oh, you know, Sometimes we watch in movies where, where like, the alarm goes off and, 
Or maybe the alarm doesn't go off. You, you watch a movie and you like, oh, the sun's out, birds are chirping. People just like get out of bed. They're like, what a wonderful day out. I've never actually woken up like that. I don't know if you have, but that's like in a lot of movies. They're like, oh, the birds are chirping. It's just such a wonderful day, you know? I, I don't know. Apparently in Hollywood, it is sunny at like five in the morning, I guess. I don't know. It's usually dark when I wake up. But right, and then, and then they, they, just, they just go to work and they're like, oh, what a wonderful day. Oh, I got a raise today. I didn't even do anything. You know, and then, then you go home and you're like, oh, wow. I, you know, life is perfect, but don't have joy in your situation. You still must have joy or rejoice in the Lord because it's not about the situation, whether it's bad or good. It's about the Lord who is with you. The Lord is near whether your day is terrible or your day is wonderful. It's all about the Lord. It's all about Jesus who gives us that, that, that peace, that understanding, and that joy that transcends all understanding. The, the, that, uh, that peace that comes and that helps us to stay positive is only, only able to come because of the Lord. Because even if you have a wonderful life, you know, you never have a problem. You've never, you've never had, you know, any problems in your life. Well, good for you. But um, <laughs> even if you've never had a problem, it's not your doing. It's because the Lord has given you that peace on earth. The Lord has blessed you with, with those situations. And I'm not saying that if you have difficult situations, He's... he's punishing you or anything like that. No, life is just difficult. Sin is difficult. Sin has entered the world, and because of sin, life is hard, right? I mean, that's just what happened. We looked at Genesis on Wednesday and, and creation and, and a little bit of the fall, and that's just what happens. Sometimes we, we want to put too much emphasis on, on, on the devil putting stuff on us, but no, sin is just a real thing, and because of sin, Life is hard, and there is sickness, there is disease, and there's, you know, lack of sleep. I mean, it's never been said, but, I mean, maybe Adam and Eve didn't, know how, didn't have to sleep in the garden. I mean, we have to sleep because our, our bodies are, are weak, right? Maybe they didn't even sleep. I don't know. Interesting. But, but they wouldn't have gotten tired, right? Because being tired is part of that uh, hard life, right? It's part of that, like, physical body being worn out. But before sin, people weren't worn out. But we must look at in spite of the situation, whether it's good or bad. And that leads me to the second thing I find in, in this passage. Staying positive brings perseverance. And so, Paul is in prison, and he, he went to prison a whole bunch of times. And... Um, we, we also know that Paul didn't just go to prison, but he had some other bad things happen to him. Um, he was shipwrecked four times. Anybody ever been shipwrecked? I haven't. Um, but it sounds terrible. And at one time, they were like just like floating in the water for like a long time. I believe it was like a week or two. They were just like floating there in like the ice cold water. And then he got on a ship again and, you know, like shipwrecked again. That poor guy. And also, Paul was stoned, and they were pretty sure he was dead. 
So if, if Paul was stoned enough that these people who stoned people to death thought he was dead, that must not have been nice. Um, uh, when we were in Africa, we, uh, there's, there's stoning going on right now um, with, with people who are um, illegally in the country. Um, and I was surprised because it wasn't even like, like, oh, well, this person stole something or this person killed somebody, we should kill them. No, they just like came over the border and didn't have a visa, so let's stone them to death. And like we actually watched a couple videos and they were terrible. People actually being stoned. So Paul was stoned by a group of people who did this. And so you got to imagine he was not feeling very good after being stoned by people who know how to stone people and then lying there, and they all left because they thought he was dead, and then the Lord just brought him back out. And there's a good chance that he might have been mostly dead. Maybe not all dead, but mostly dead, and then the Lord brought him back. So Paul had a difficult life, but staying positive in the Lord brings perseverance. And if you would turn to Romans 5, verse 1. Paul understood about being positive and what it meant to have joy in the Lord. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, not only so, but we also rejoice in our suffering, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Okay, stop there real quick. So, suffering produces perseverance. So, he he says rejoice in suffering. So, he's not saying because of the suffering, but in it, right? Again, we're not, we're not looking at our suffering and say, well, good, I'm glad life is difficult today because that means God is going to teach me something, which He will, right? God can use difficult situations to teach us, to grow us, but, but we see that suffering produces perseverance. Why? Why does suffering produce perseverance? Because in our suffering, in our difficulty, it's not usually just five seconds now and then it's over, right? It's usually a full day, full week, full month, sometimes a year, sometimes multiple years, right? And we must have perseverance, and that perseverance can only come from Jesus, only come from God. So again, as we, as we stay, stay focused and stay positive with what we understand God wants us to do and what God is calling us to do, even through our difficult situations, we can see that He will produce perseverance, whether we have good days or bad days. It's perseverance, right? And I mean, you might be thinking, well, if I had a great life like that, if I, if I, if I had a million dollars, right, that, that old song, um, you know, life would be great, but okay. Um, has anybody ever heard of these millionaires or big-time people who kill themselves? Right? 
they, they have all the money in the world. And so some, sometimes we look at that and we're like, wow, wouldn't that be nice? You know, like we wouldn't have to worry about this, worry about that, you know, take care of that. But then they're missing out on other things. So everybody has their own kind of suffering. And that's what I find interesting because we, we you know, sometimes we, 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 look at some, we look at certain people and we're like, wow, they're, they're doing wonderful or wow, they're, they're worse off than me. But at the same time, we all have different areas that we're, we're struggling in. Sometimes it's physical, sometimes it's emotional, sometimes it's mental, sometimes it's spiritual. Sometimes it's all of them. But we must choose to stay positive in those situations, even if you're not struggling at all and you're just, you know, everything is hunky-dory, we still need to be positive because it's rejoicing in the Lord who, who gives us those things, who, who provides for those, for those things, or who provides perseverance and strength and peace through the difficult times, whichever one you're currently in. That peace will produce perseverance, so we're able to weather the storms, right? Because, okay, so maybe, maybe everything was going really well, then all of a sudden, right? Because that happens sometimes, right? All of a sudden, you're like, you're just like walking along, and all of a sudden, you hit a cliff, right? But if you're not rejoicing in the Lord in those good times, you're not going to know how to do it in the bad times. So we must stay focused and, and allow the peace of God to grow us, allow the peace of God and not look at our situation. Well, man, five years ago, everything was great. Why can't it be like that again, you know? Because stay focused, right? God is bringing you through something. He will be with you all the time. He will produce perseverance in your life. That brings me to the third thing. Staying positive brings hope. And so let's finish this verse in in Romans 5. So I stopped at uh, verse 4. So verse 4 says, perseverance, mine just says perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out His love into our hearts. So what he's saying is that, is that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. So why must we stay positive in the Lord in those difficult times? Because suffering, you know, as we stay positive and we stay focused on God, will produce perseverance because we're still, we're still staying, you know, staying focused on what, he, what, he's, what He's calling us to do, right? And that perseverance will produce character, and character in our lives will bring hope. It will produce hope in our lives because, we, because if, we, if we're constantly like, well... You know, life is difficult, life is too hard, life is too hard, life is too hard. You're never going to have hope that things will get better, that things will be all right, right? Because I know, I know some people, you know, have, have been struggling with lots of things and, you know, for, for years and years and years. And, and, and when my son was, was little and he stayed awake all night all the time and he got ear infections and all this kind of stuff, I was pretty sure that was never going to change. I was pretty sure he was going to be like 150, and I was still going to be sitting next to his bed, awake and tired. I was pretty sure, because <laughs> I had no hope. I didn't have that hope, right? Right? All those, all those difficult things that you're like, man, this is, 
horrible right now if we can stay positive and stay rejoicing in the Lord because we know He is our hope, right? He is our eternal hope. And Isaiah says it this way. He says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord Himself is the eternal rock or rock eternal, right? He is that rock. He is that one that we can hope in because He is always true. He is always faithful. He is always there with us even when we are in our darkest days, in our, in our stormy situations like Paul was in prison or like many of us with whatever stage of life or, or uh, uh, struggle or suffering we're going through right now, right? We're all experiencing different things. And I'm not saying one is worse than others, but the Lord is there with us, right? And because of that, if we, if we can stay focused on who God is and where He is in our lives because He is the eternal rock, He will produce hope in our lives. <clears throat> we must rely on, on Jesus in all of our all our situations. Sometimes it's it's hard, and I've I've found that we we might think, well, we might as well just give up, right? I I I felt like that, right? There were there were times when, you know, I was at that job, and that that boss came in, and he would just scream at me, and he would say things, you know, and I was like, man, I I really I really just I can't do this anymore, right? can't take it anymore. I want to just, I want to just walk out, right? There, there's always that feeling that if you've been in a job like that, you're like, what if, what if I just walked out? That would show them, right? Oh, that would, that would show them. I'll just see, I'm the bigger person. I'm just going to walk out and leave you holding the bag, right? We can't do that. We all know that's not what we're called to do, especially as Christians. But how, how can we stay rejoicing? How can we stay persevering? How can we have that character and have that hope, right? Well, back in Philippians 4, the end of that verse, the end of that chapter, or uh, section, <clears throat> Paul points out, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is um, lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things, right? In our, in our suffering, in our situations, we must stay focused on those things that are true. What do we know that's true? God is the eternal rock. The Lord is the eternal rock in our situation. The Holy Spirit is our, is our comforter and our guide, right? Those are things that are true. We must stay focused on those things, the things that are true, noble, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. And when we do that, we can see past the current suffering, to the hope that is in Christ. So in my situation, right, right, that story I, I, I told, I was looking at, you know, not having sleep, you know, a kid who's, who's really not doing well, he was like, he was like not feeling good, and, and a boss who, who was like gloating, 
in, in my hard work and his laziness and all these kind of negative things, right? And because of that, I had no joy. Because of that, I was not able to rejoice. But Paul says, think about what's noble, true, lovely, right? So if instead I was looking at, well, I have a car that's not broken, right? I was still able to get to work, still able to get home, right? Even though it was a little bit messed up. I still had a car. I was able to get there. I had a job, which gave me money. Okay, that was not the best, right? Maybe the boss situation wasn't the best, but I had a job. I had a car. I had a job that God had blessed me with, so I was able to get to work. I was able to make money. I was able to keep a house that was warm and dry, right? Even though I wasn't sleeping, I had a house, right? We were warm, dry. Me, my wife, my son, we were safe inside. And I had a beautiful little boy, right? I, and sometimes it was like, oh, this is so hard. But when, when, when you look at the other perspective, you're like, oh, this is, this, is, this is wonderful, right? The joy in that. And I had a wonderful wife who, you know, she was working really hard and she was trying really hard and she's a wonderful wife then and she's wonderful now. Just th- throwing that out there. But, you know, she was really tired and she was stressed out too. So we were arguing, we were fighting, we were having a hard time. But God had given me somebody wonderful, right? But also, in that job, I sat there and I watched monitors, right? And a lot of times, what I was able to do was read the Bible, study God's Word, because I I sat at a desk, had a desk, and had monitors. My entire job was to watch these monitors. So I was able to uh, go to school while I was working there. And I was able to do homework and things like that. So there were positive things that I was not looking at, right? Yes, that was a very difficult situation. I was suffering. Things were not going well. But there were also positive things that sometimes we, it's a lot easier to push those under the rug and say, these, these aren't as important as the hard things I'm dealing with right now. But Paul's saying, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable and excellent and praiseworthy. Think about those things. Because in our lives, no matter how bad our situation is, there are those things too. Even if the only thing that is true, noble, praiseworthy, and positive is that the Lord Jesus lives inside of you, if that's the only thing, I mean, that's still pretty huge, right? Because that means even if you die, you're going to heaven and you're going to be in paradise with him forever. So even if that is the only thing you can think of, that's still pretty big. And that's worth focusing on and having faith in and and, and understanding that, well, you know what? This situation is difficult, but the Lord Jesus is my savior and I can trust in him because he is my eternal rock. And if that means this whole life Everything is always bad. I'm the most unluckiest person in the world my entire life. I still get to go to heaven. And man, that's a good reward. In your suffering right now, I want you to think about what is true, what is noble, what is lovely, what is admirable, what is excellent, and what is praiseworthy, right? Set your mind on those things. And so for the next, like, two minutes, if you would help me, 
I want everybody to, if you have a pen and something to write with, take them out, and I want you to think of one thing. At least one thing. You can think of more things and write it down. So that as, so if, if you don't have a pen, Robin will pass out a pen and this month's bulletin, and you can write on the back of it and think about it. Because sometimes when, we, when we're like, oh, let's, yeah, let's, let's think of things that are, that are true and noble and praiseworthy. Yeah, that was good, you know. Then we, then we go home, and, and what do we start thinking about? We, we get back in our car, and we're like, turn the car on, like, I'm like, oh, man, this dumb car, you know, because it didn't work again, right? That might be the situation that you're in. But what is one thing that you can stay focused on this week, this month, and think, you know what? When I'm having a bad day, look, God has given me this, or God has done this, and because of that, I can still have joy. Because of that, I can still praise Him. And through that, it will create perseverance. And through that, it will create character and then hope because that situation might be difficult, but that hope that something will change because He is with you, right? The Lord is near, and the Lord is the eternal rock. So I'm going to stop talking for, for a few minutes while you guys write. I need to you know, have something that you have physically wrote, wrote down, written down, written down, so you can look at this week or this month and say, you know, this is why I can have joy today. One thing written down. <clears throat> so this week, you know, when, when, when you're not feeling good or, or you know, your, your boss at work or your husband or wife is arguing with you or whatever the case may be, Think about that thing you just wrote down, whether you need to look at it or a lot of times for me, if I write something down, it's easier to remember just thinking about it. I don't need to look at my note, but it's easier to remember. So I encourage you to think about that because when you do that, and maybe you're already doing this and you're already joyful and you're already rejoicing in your life, but I feel like we can all all grow, right? We can all grow in in our joy. We can all grow in our perseverance, in our character, and in the hope right? Because we, we can all have hope in heaven, but I believe God wants to give us hope here on earth too, and not just, just hope for heaven, but hope through our situations. All right, so let's, let's pray and thank God for the positive things that He has done in our lives and why we can still have joy, because He is true and He is our eternal rock. <clears throat> Lord Jesus, I thank you so much, Lord God. You have done so many wonderful things in and through each and every one of us here, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for everyone who's here. And I thank you that that you are stirring something new, Father God, stirring something new, a, a new peace, a new joy, a new comfort in knowing who you are because we are yours, Lord God, because we are your children, because we are we are under your your new covenant, Lord God, because we we can have peace and joy in knowing that you are with us no matter where we go, no matter what, Lord God, just like Paul in that jail cell, Lord God, the Lord is near. You are near to us, Lord God, because you are in us, Father God. Give us opportunities to to share that experience, Father God. Give us opportunities to, to be witnesses through our joy, Lord God, because even though our situations might be difficult, our situations might be dire, Father God, but you are the peace and the joy that is in us, Lord God. And, be, and because of that, we ask that you grow that light 
in us, Lord Jesus, so we can minister to everyone we come in contact with. Father God, give us, give us peace and understanding, Lord God, this week. Father God, give us um, joy and safety in all that we do this week, Father God, as we go home and through the week, Father. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.